So I'm specifically asking you about whether you support the uh, the Treasurer's call for an increase in skilled visa places with a focus on the care workforce. Do you support that proposal? Uh, that's certainly one of the areas where we need more skilled migration. This week, New South Wales Skills Minister Alistair Henskins was asked in budget estimates about his government's support for an increase in immigration to fill the skills crisis gripping New South Wales. However, the PSA presents the case that the skills crisis has been there for the better part of a decade and in fact it is the policies of the New South Wales government that have exacerbated the problems. On the podcast today is Assistant General Secretary Troy Wright. Okay, so on the podcast today, we're joined by Assistant General Secretary of the PSA, Troy Wright. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Jim. Okay, so yesterday we had budget estimates where uh, Minister for Skills and I guess TAFE, uh, for a shortened title, Alastair Henskins, was put... Uh, questions were put to him regarding enrolments around TAFE and the, the, the questions were based around a report that has been circulating and an article that was written in the Daily Telegraph that says that across the state over the past 10 years there are 70,000 fewer students studying at TAFE compared to when the Liberals and Nationals took over government. The biggest decline is seen in regional um, areas. What, what, how, how does such a, a, a drop in student vocation occur under the watch of this government? Look, it's TAFE has been attacked a number of ways under this government. Um, the first and foremost thing that's particularly um, concerning and unique and has been disastrous for TAFE in New South Wales is the funding model. Um, they've called it, they introduced this, I think it was in 2012, called Smart and Skilled. And what it essentially is, and we see this in a lot of the public services, whether it's disability, it's been mooted in child protection, it's essentially a voucher system. And so it means rather than TAFE receiving block funding, saying, okay, here's X amount of dollars to teach at X amount of campuses, to teach X amount of kids or, or school leaders, it is funding that is attached to an individual. The individual applies and says, I would like to undertake a VET program. I'd like to you know, study having left school mm. or whatever point in my life I'm in. Mm. And I apply for the funding. I'm given the funding and I can then choose choose where I study. Now, when that program started in 2012 in New South Wales, I, I'm sure anyone listening would remember that suddenly the city was awash with billboards and posters on buses about all these funny little private providers popping up teaching right. particular programs and and what they did those you know i, I mean the, the most obvious one the one that seemed to advertise the most and the one that i've particularly find most frustrating is sort of pers uh, 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 personal training right, um, right right yeah um everywhere was suddenly offering become a personal trainer, become a personal trainer. Oh, now there are no jobs in personal training there aren't that many jobs we didn't have a skill shortage of personal training, but this was in the Liberals' ideology, letting the market decide. Kids right. want to study personal training, providers want to provide personal training, all we'll do is facilitate that. Uh -huh. Let the market decide. So kids are coming out of school, be a bit directionless, so what do I want to do? Oh, I like going to the gym, I'll do a personal trainer. Unbeknownst to them, there's no bloody job at the end of it. They, sure. they get their $10,000, they end up with a bit of a student debt as well, they do their course. No job. That's their experience. Right. That's their experience of post education or post school education. Sure. You know, and meanwhile, TAFE is left. 
TAFE was left with all the heavy industry stuff to be you, you didn't see posters or billboards or private providers pop up offering to teach vehicle building or commercial cookery or things like that. They were too capital intensive for those providers. They just stole the cheap end of the market, right. the, 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 the class-based stuff that didn't require um, facilities very much to deal. They could deal it online. They could, you know, do it very mobile, cram it into a course take the money and off they'd run. We saw a lot of the providers collapse. We saw a lot of you know people graduate with meaningless certificates and no experience, you know, no real training out of that. Yeah. And that's that's the Liberals' model. This this smart and skilled has been disastrous. Right. Disastrous for outcomes. And you know what what we're experiencing now in Australia is a skills crisis, okay? Yeah. We are the federal government's very alert to it. We've got 3% unemployment. We've lost a large, you know, largely the under the Abbott slash Turnbull slash Morrison governments, we saw skilled immigration and work visas made more and more easy. The four, five, seven schemes, where it's almost any business say, "Oh, I've got worker shortage, bring someone in." Sure. Um, not look to the local market to train someone, put an apprentice on, put a trainee on, bring them up through. Yeah. That was a quick, easy fix. Those people are dried up. They're right. not coming. The They're not shut. coming anywhere. The border happened. shut, COVID happened, those people found other things in their own countries. And suddenly that supply was gone and suddenly employers have got their minds turned on, hang on, we've got skills crisis in the country. Damn right we do. But we always had it. Right. We always had it. It's just been exposed to them now. Right. And so hence the renewed focus on TAFE, like how do we get people to get developed skills? And what we are left with is a very problematic system, a very pro- a failed system, particularly in New South Wales. And how does the New South Wales government um, look to fix such a problem? I mean, first of all, uh, to your point uh, at Estimates yesterday, it, it was quite evident that Minister Henskins neglected to even acknowledge that there was a problem at all, um, citing the number of funding that's being thrown at individual campuses and the funding commitments that have been promised to TAFE. Well, just on that, is this money going into a vacuum if the outcomes are not there if the skills shortages exist as our evidence points to why where does this where is this money going to if they're throwing it at TAFE and there's no outcomes there's no student outcomes it is a mystery so let's let's go through some statistics the the ACT report that's come out simultaneously with this which is into skilling Australia it, it, it came out uh, last week mm. and the thing that leaps off the page is that in 1996 83% of students undertaking publicly funded VET 83% were doing it through a TAFE provider right. this across Australia yeah. in 2018 that 83% had dropped to 61% yeah, right. now that means there are 39% of people undertaking VET courses that aren't doing it with TAFE they're doing it with one of these private providers with all the problems we just talked about. Whether yeah. they're doing a rubbish course that isn't going to isn't you know designed to address the school shortage and doesn't have a job at the end of it, or they're doing something with someone dodgy that's you know just going to take the money and run. You know we we all read those reports, particularly in regional New South Wales of. Um, car boot operators, people operating their car boot, here's a computer, here's your course, here's your certificate, see you off, you go, I yeah. leave town. Yeah. Um, it comes down to ideology, like so many things that this government does. This training and skill shortages cannot be addressed through a market-based mechanism, which is what they're so attached to. It requires the heavy hand of government, requires government to go, say, so, okay, projections are we need this many people that have got mining qualifications in 10 years, we need this many people in hospitality, we need this many people in aged care, disability care, really important sectors. Where's the, 
Where's the encouragement? Where's the where's the uh, incentivizing? Where's the making sure the training's there, making sure the supply of people to do it are there and encouraged to do it and rewarded for doing it? All that sort of stuff that requires the heavy hand of government. It's not enough. It's not enough to do with this New South Wales government, which is go study what you want, go study it with whoever you want. Doesn't matter what you do. Uh, we're not interested as long as you're doing something, and the market will the market will decide. It doesn't decide. People don't make great decisions when they leave school. Sometimes, you know, and Absolutely. they need a support and assistance, and they need government to go. Okay, we're going to regulate this. We're going to make sure that through training and training being available in the right courses in the right areas, that the right outcomes will be achieved. So the story of TAFE of the last ten years really has been a lack of regulation, and uh, a lack of data-based training. So like, for example, what you've just said, areas that will have need aged care, that will have a dramatic need in the future as we see more and more people retire uh, and, and, a, and a large chunk of the workforce require assisted living, there's been no state government uh, emphasis on training in this regard and therefore TAFE has just dropped the ball in, in these sectors? Is that what is that what's, has happened under the Liberals and Nationals? Yeah, a couple of years ago on TAFE Day, which was is in a week or two, I went to St Leonard's TAFE. St Leonard's TAFE is next to Royal North Shore Hospital. What do you think they would teach there mainly? Nursing courses, assistance in nursing, um, enrolled nursing, that stuff. Right. Perfect location to do it, the right location to do it. They were cutting back on those courses because of lack of students. Right. Now, that's not a lack of need for people with nursing qualifications. We need them in health system, aged care system, disability system. We yes. need those people. The jobs are there. The students weren't applying, and TAFE's response is rather than, okay, we're going to promote this course better, resource it better, make sure it's full next term, cut it back. Yeah. I, that's just so short-sighted. So short-sighted. Right. Now... This is a problem across New South Wales, but it's particularly a problem in regional New South Wales and particularly a problem in regional New South Wales because of what Heskins and the, and the LNP government's done in New South Wales with TAFE. Mm. What they spend their money on and talk about endlessly are CLCs. What are they? What are these CLCs? Yeah, they sound fantastic. They're called Connected Learning Centres and they are putting them in towns in the bush and essentially replacing a bricks and mortar TAFE. They are mobile or, or smaller, little little buildings, shop front, shop front sort of stuff, yeah. where it's a classroom with a video screen. So the idea is rather than running uh, a particular course in Scone, which Scone was a great example because I'll come to why, rather than running that course in Scone, they can link into the nearest large TAFE, which is where you can watch it on video and join the classes that way. Right. So, you know, maybe Tamworth, maybe Coffs Harbour, maybe something like that. So it's, it's the idea is, uh, and that, they think this is great. We are allowing more kids and more school leavers to have access to a broader range of training. That training is sitting in a classroom, sometimes by yourself, looking at a video screen of it being taught hundreds of kilometres away. Right. You can't teach a lot of the practical practical skills that a lot of t the courses in VET require, whether it's, you know, um, carpentry or it's welding cookery or welding like or something, how do you learn that through a TV screen? Yeah. You can't. And that's why tapes are built the way they're built. Sure. They've got you go, they've got a lot of heavy equipment, and they teach you how to use that equipment, how to use it safely, yep. how to use it skillfully, you practice, you practice, you practice. That's what it's about. It's not just about classroom learning for a lot of courses, it's about that hands-on learning, and it's really, really vital. 
Scone was a really classic example. So yeah. Scone, they'll say, oh, look, we've put a new new CLC in Scone. Scone already had a perfectly made TAFE, which was exactly for the local industry. The local industry in Scone is the equine industry. That's right, yeah. Right? So they built a custom-built TAFE in the mid-90s there. It was there. a huge complex. Huge complex. Great complex. Yeah. Taught all the relevant trades and courses that the local industry needed so local kids and local school leavers could go to their local TAFE, learn a course that was relevant in the local area, stay in the local area and get a job in the local area. And everyone was happy. No, not this government. You see the introduction of market-based, you know, funding. Oh, you should learn personal training by video. Oh, he goes, private provider or, you know... But they also, they built a CLC in Scone, notwithstanding there was this fantastic facility, and sold the facility. Yeah. It's just so short-sighted. We need more old Scone tapes, which are custom-built and exactly for a local industry, in consultation with that local industry in regional New South Wales. Totally. And less CLCs. But that's what they're spending their money on, CLCs, which are a replacement. You know, someone called them, I saw the other day, TAFE lights. And that's what they are. Yeah. So this situation where we're having a job summit next week and there's an identified skills shortage in the country, do you believe that the state government is using the cover of those figures to sort of sell the message that, yes, yes, skilled migration is the answer to all our problems uh, and we are not going to lift a finger and change our methods in terms of providing skills training to our local students. It's all about... Yes, open the open the doors to skilled migration. That'll solve all our problems. Yeah. Thank you, report, for letting us dive under the doona on this one. And you know, it's an over reliance on skilled migration and, and four, five, seven visas as a sugar hit or as a short term fix, which we've had for the last ten years, as have landed us in this mess. The only way we can address skill shortages in the medium and long term is a properly funded, uh, accessible, and 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 planned vet system which includes TAFE not just as part of it but as the absolute centrepiece you know possibly the only provider I, I really struggle to find an argument for the private providers in vet I really struggle to see what they do I really struggle to see what value they can add I really see what they can do that TAFE can't do better so you know we talk about funding models TAFE's got to be centre front and nearly all of the system you know, and there's nothing wrong from that ambition being there. Um, yeah, so that's look. That, that's fundamentally. We, I'm I'm concerned that the employers are beating their drum all this week, particularly in their favoured media outlets about the job summit and talking about skilled migration being the solution. It's one of the solutions, but we cannot go back to pre-COVID days where it was propping up all of our domestic skill shortages at the expense of local students. Protect yourself at work. Call the PSA today on 1300 772 679 or head to psa.asn.au.